What up? This is Myron, and you were listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the Down on the Docks on the Other Side of the Tracks dive bar style podcast right here on the Odyssey app, or hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. doesn't matter. We're not judging you as long as you're liking, subscribing, and all those good things. And hey, leaving us a comment or rating us is very beneficial to the show. And you know what? You know we like those five-tool baseball players, but you know what we like more than that? five-star review so don't be scared give us that five-star review if you like the gear if you want to get down with the rye bread you want the street cred for rocking the rye bread hit up at simply.cora that's at simply.cora all right we are back we got the lunch pail and the hard hats we're back to work here got hannah and edmonds back we're talking blake snell we're talking a little bit about um what would be the possibility of a trade with St. Louis? Seems like the Blake Snell story has been the story that's been thrown at the wall that's kind of sticking compared to the other uh, trades or acquisitions. So we're just kind of talking about that, going through listener comments as well. And of course, a little bit of talk about the Geno trade now that it has sunk in over the holiday weekend. And also, what is going to happen with Tom Murphy? We're going to get into that right after this. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. Uh, right here, Hannah. What's going on? Welcome aboard. First stop, Value Village. But hey, before we get into where Jerry's going to be picking up some free agents and talking about that, how was your holiday? How's your um, vacation downtime from the podcast been? Not long enough. It's been great, though. <laughs> It feels like nothing has really changed. It's kind of the same old pattern of just no good news. Yeah, about three takes to get the start of the podcast going. Yeah, nothing's changed. (laughs) Nothing has changed. Well, listen, I hadn't talked to you since uh, we lost, lost, or we traded away a Eugenio Suarez to... The Diamondbacks, you and I shared a lot of respect for this guy. I really knew how hard he worked out there. And we got what we expected from him with the bat in his two uh, years here as a Mariner. What are your thoughts about the trade? Or let's take it back. What was your thoughts when it first happened and where are you at right now with it? Um, I was sad to see him go as a fan. I really liked him. Um, Great guy. Um, Played incredible defense. It was a seamless transition from Kyle Seeger, um, you know, had the power numbers. Yeah, he struck out a bunch in year two of his uh, tenure here with the Mariners. But um, as a fan, I'm, sa- I'm sad to see him go. But as someone who kind of watches baseball, I mean, you kind of always hope that your GM will uh, upgrade. We'll see if he does that. Um, and you want your GM to not hold on to a guy a year too long and get rid of him a year early. And uh, it all depends on what happens next. So I'm just waiting to see what the big plan is for this year. Yeah. There's just more finality to losing him than 
Teo, right? I mean, Teo does not get the offer. Um, he's a free agent. But there's still a possibility, maybe not a big one, but there's still a possibility that, you know, he might end up a Mariner again. But more than likely not, where with Eugenio, you traded him to another team in another league that was just in the World Series this year. And it's it's crazy that the Diamondbacks picked up two of the biggest locker room leaders that the Mariners had as well, on top of what they do out on the field and what they contribute to the team. Yeah, for me, Gino was the throw-in in that whole trade with Jesse Winker, and he ended up being, uh, you know, the marquee guy who contributed the most. And, um, you know, he's way different than Teo, in my opinion. I mean, it's pretty obvious Gino enriched himself in the clubhouse, the good vibes only, uh, the the big bubbles, the binoculars looking at the dugout after a home run. He's just a totally different charismatic type player compared to Teo. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, tail you hardly even i mean you didn't even recognize him really unless he you know made him took a bad route you know in right field but as far as like the uh the whole charisma they're just totally two different guys to me i agree with totally two different guys and the charisma eugenio was definitely you know, lightning in, in a bottle for the mariners fans as soon as we got him he showed up with the two-toned hair um, you know, putting up the uh, the clutch hits that he did in 2022. And at times this season, you know, he was the most consistent guy with bases loaded, but so was Teo once in a while. And, but I totally agree. Two different, two different factors. I'm just saying like, I feel like there's just, Eugenio is not coming back this year. And, and, you know, like, you're just like, wow, he's gone. They're, they're not, Arizona is going to use him great. They got a nice uh, young team full of players that like guys that Seawald and, you know, Gino are going to really help out, you know, definitely starting off early on in camp and just building that culture throughout the year. But at the same time too, you never know where he might end up on another team because Mariners right now, I, this was to me, and I think to everybody else, this was a, this was a salary dump. You know, he's making what over 11 this year. He was making 11 the last two years. And the next year, the team has a club option on him, which is Arizona now, for $15 million. So he he will be available. And you never know what's going on down the road with with the, with Eugenio. I think uh, he left on good vibes and uh, came here with good vibes. Came in with good vibes and left here with good vibes only. Yeah, when uh, that trade happened, I can remember very vividly all the Cincinnati fans saying, you're going to love him, take care of him. And he grew on the Seattle fan base. Um, and all now the Seattle fan base is saying the same thing in Arizona. You're going to love him, take care of him. He's that kind of player. Yeah, our buddy CJ down there, that's crazy. He gets to see, you see Corbin Carroll, uh, a local legend uh, up in the Seattle area. He gets to see Seawald. <laughs> He gets to see uh, Eugenio, and who knows? Maybe he'll even see Kyle Lewis up there this year. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't place any bets on that. But you get, you know, if if you were a transplant from Seattle, like our friend CJ and our contributor here on the show, <laughs> I mean that that could easily recruit you for them to be your National League teams. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Yeah, but since we're talking about third base, just so we don't have to come back to it, 
what's the plan? What's going to happen here? What do you see happening? And what would you want to happen if you were, um, you know, in Jerry or the shadow, Justin Hollander's seat? Um, To me, just listening to him, it sounds like who they traded Boston, Urias, that's their guy um, until uh, something else happens. Um, You know, Novelli Marte was that guy possibly, but he was uh, traded as everyone knows for Castillo and the Mariners really don't have anybody in their system to, uh, you know, bring up in the next guy, next man up type mentality. So it's hard to say. I have no idea what the Mariners are going to do. They could very easily go with this guy like they mentioned. Um, could there be another trade? Yeah, probably. Um, I have no idea what the Mariners are going to do this year. Um, no idea at all. Uh, last year, they, you know, we thought they needed a couple bats. Well, they've gotten rid of a couple more people, including Eugenio, like you mentioned, Tay Oscar. So they're up to like three bats, you know, so we'll see what they do. They didn't do anything last year to address it. Uh, I'm sure they're going to do something. They have to, but uh, it's hard to say. I have no idea. I said it last show, whether you'd eliminated money, you know, which is probably somewhere around $30 million of what Gino and Teo would cost you in this next season, but you also got rid of a shitload of strikeouts, but you're giving up 180 RBIs right there. And, you know, 40 home runs, almost 50, sorry, 50 home runs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you, you, you need to do some replacing right now. Um, just for the sake of this conversation, let's just say they take a free agent route, right? Um, when you're looking down third baseman, um, you know, MLB has them ranked. I'm going to actually check out uh, uh, Spotrack. Is that what it's called? Spotrack? Spotrack, Spotrack. I don't know. I put my glasses on if you're watching on YouTube. I'm trying, I'm trying, to, be an, I'm trying to be an analytical nerd here. I'm trying to crunch some numbers with these salaries, Hannah. Uh, but at the top of the list to, you know, an area where – let me take that back. But when you go, so when you go and you look at these third basemen, you, you kind of think, okay, well, you know, Gino is starting a little bit to get up there in age, I guess, but early 30s going into the mid 30s. But when you look at a lot of these free agents that are on here from the top of the list to to pretty much the bottom of this list, you're talking to guy, about guys in their upper 30s, mid 30s, early 30s, pretty comparable to where Gino was ab- about with age. Um, as far as, you know, market value, uh, somebody like, uh, Evan Longorio. Yeah. 38 years old, just in the world series, probably going to cost you around like 7 million. So that's a bit less. Um, you look at guys like Chapman, uh, Chapman's going to be more expensive. Uh, uh, and then you look at somebody like Justin Turner, um, last year he was making 17. I would guess he's probably going to be commanding something you know what six or seven million and then you look at jameer candelario was on the white Sox, but he was played with the phillies that's another guy that's look right there at 30 i think the youngest guy that kind of sticks out to me on here who's going to be 29 is isaiah kiner falefa the guy whose name makes me hungry as hell for mediterranean food every time i hear it uh i mean those are some of the names right there and then there's also gene segura you know, he's going to be 34, another guy that's going to be around 10 million. So 
I feel like you can get somebody from this list that I mentioned right there that I could see also being a serviceable uh, one year person, but you're still talking at the cheapest five to six million to comparable to what Gino was getting. Yeah, I mean, Evan Longoria, I'm totally out on him maybe 10 years ago, uh, but I'm out on him. Uh, Chapman, good player. Um, you know, it's all going to come down to money. And um, you you would assume that the Mariners aren't going to pay any more than they, you know, $11 million that they were going to have to pay for Geno. Sure, they're going to want somebody that strikes out less. Uh, you know, Turner, I really like him. Uh, he's been through the, you know, the grind of World Series. He's a clubhouse leader. He might be that type of guy that, you know, could really help shape this Mariner ball club. Um, it's just hard to say. I think he's still got some juice in him, you know. I mean, Mr. Dodger went to uh, Boston. Uh, I don't know his stats off the top of my head, but he had a pretty good year, I imagine. So it's just, it's going to come down to money. But maybe they're going with Arias, like we said. Yeah, I, you know, somebody hitting sub 200 doesn't, doesn't really, I just don't like the commitment to being like, that's an everyday person. Uh, obviously, his numbers are down. I know uh, they're obviously <laughs> betting on them to bounce back. That's nothing new. Uh, but but a guy that it does stick out to me, that stick out to me that I have seen here on this list is Jameer Candelario. I mean, you look at this guy, he's uh, just about 30 years old. Um, last year hit 250 OPS over eight, um, 22 home runs. Um, he's somebody that's been really good in the field and really not good in the field. Kind of sounds like a, uh, you know, a coach Perry Hill special right there. So that's somebody that I've, I'm kind of looking at because he seems like he would be a, you know, uh, below $10 million guy. He's also played in Philly and he's played in Chicago. So he has played in these big markets. He has been to, I believe the world series with Philly. I believe he was on that team. If I'm, if I'm correct. And then he went to Chicago last year. So that's one of the uh, interesting ones that I saw. It's interesting to hear that you're just, you're out on Longoria. Yeah. Just totally out on him. Don't bring him up. Don't bring him up to you. <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, but you know, as far, as far as trading for third baseman, it's not going to happen. Uh, I was kind of thinking about maybe could they possibly put a, together a, a trade to St. Louis? Yeah. I mean, that's really hard to say. I mean, St. Louis went out, uh, the Mariners have always been kind of, you know, tandem with St. Louis because the Mariners have pitching St. Louis has hitting, but what did St. Louis do today? They went out and signed, uh, a really good pitcher uh, last year for the uh, Twinkies. Um, his name is slipping my mind right now. Sonny Gray. Yeah. So it's uh, the the uh, it's just you know maybe St. they Louis, had yeah. maybe they yeah. had ta talks and uh, St. Louis didn't like what they were hearing or the Mariners one wouldn't bite on it one wouldn't you know give up on a certain player or whatever so. Uh, 
like I said earlier, it was all about the Mariners pitching and the St. Louis young hitting, two things that both clubs need. But with uh, St. Louis going out and paying $25 million a year for Sonny Gray, um, yeah. it's hard to say. And it's look, uh, you know, there's an there's an organization that's always in it. You know, there they've been sustainable for years. Um, but look, you can tell exactly what their identity is. They're they're revamping their their pitching staff. And with that being said, yeah, you add Sonny Gray. It's a three year deal. Um, you know, I don't feel like St. Louis is done adding to that. It would be very interesting, though, to see if they would give up uh, a third baseman that they got in their lineup. You know the guy I'm talking about, right? Who at third base for St. Louis? Nolan yeah. Arenado? Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado, I still say keep that somewhere on on your radar, um, depending on the, on the package. Let's just say, hypothetically, that could happen. Would you be interested in him, and what would you give up for him? Oh, of course I would. I mean, he's phenomenal. Multi-year gold glover can hit. I mean, he's the real deal at third base. Upper echelon in the league at third base, uh, for sure. I mean, I think it would cost a lot to get, get him. Just for shits and giggles, let's just, uh, you know, look at his contract that he has right now. Yep, that's the number one thing to look at when you're talking about players. No yeah, doubt. so for sheets and giggles, if we're going to put on our let's make a deal, uh, we're going to play this little game. Uh, let's let's check this out. Um, going into 2024, it looks like he has four years on his contract. The next two years are the most expensive. So what's kind of interesting to me about this contract, he's making 24 mil this year. And he's going to make 21 the next year. Then he's going to make 16. Then he's going to make 15. Yeah, he's been with St. Louis a couple of years now, so it must have been front-loaded. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that makes sense for the Mariners or the way they do business. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's just hard, you know, with them going out to get Sonny Gray. They got the former MVP at first base. I'd see, And you mentioned that they're a team that, you know, re- It'd be hard to imagine that they would uh, take away from that type of uh, lineup, but who knows? Yeah, and, and if you're talking about age, we're looking at him. He's uh, going to be 33 at the start of this season, so his contract will end after his 30. After he's 36, um, but yeah, this is he's halfway through an eight-year contract, which he signed with the Cardinals for. $260 million all guaranteed and an annual salary when he gets done with this of $32 million. But depending on where the market goes, this might not be a bad contract, you know, in a, in a couple of years, especially at that age, especially when you have the universal DH. Mariners are always going to have the DH, so that's never going to be a problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a, I would put the chances of this happening very, very slim, in my opinion. The Mariners have made a couple additions. Uh, let's play a little trivia game. Hanno, can you name the people that the Mariners have added? Um, Urias. Uh, I know they added a pitcher too, didn't they? Relief pitcher. 
they did, and they I believe they got a pitcher in uh in return in yeah. the trade. Yeah, you know, I I, I can't. <laughs> Neither can I. I I have to look all this up. So since the last time we talked, uh, we we already talked after Mike Mike Floor would see the trade. We've uh, we've claimed uh, the rights to right-handed pitcher Ryan Jensen, uh, or no, the Mar. Sorry, let me sit down. Blah, 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 sorry, the Mariners have uh yes they traded isaiah campbell's yes you got that right arias uh we also signed free agent first baseman Rangel ravello to a big minor league contract they've also selected the contract of zach laroche from the tacoma rainiers and they signed free agent right-handed pitcher nick davilia so that's your 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 um your big pre-winter meeting trades here I, I don't blame you for not knowing any of those. I just, anytime I'd start reading the names and not knowing who they were, I would just stop reading the rest of the article. <laughs> yeah. I just know that they got a relief pitcher and a backup catcher for Gino Suarez. Yeah. Well, which is all, which is also interesting that they, they went with a backup catcher, you know, and they, and it seems like you, from what Jerry's saying is this is somebody that's supposed to be expected to make the roster and be part of the 2024 plans with that being said what is what, what is your feeling on and this isn't on the show notes what is your feeling on uh your boy tom murphy yeah i mean tom was a great mariner you know when he was here he didn't stay healthy very much um it kind of sounded from reports that he was looking to come back but uh who knows it sounds like the mariners <laughs> moved on doesn't it i think possibly yes and no and the yes in you look at him what what, what did he play less than 50 games last year let's look this up i believe he played less than 50 games last year oh games played well here's his career stats 314 games and he's been in the league for a while so you're talking he's played He's played less than three seasons of baseball, you know, and the, and the guy is, uh, you know, a veteran, uh, huge leader with, around the clubhouse. And listen, his worth is obviously his bat. Um, I know that you're not a big fan and some of the metrics and stuff will show that it's, it gets, it's a wild ride behind the plate with him, but when he is healthy and he is hitting, this guy is a good hitter. Do you think possibly that Tom Murphy, you could see him transitioning into more of a DH, maybe more of a platoon DH, uh, maybe on a roster where there is three catchers? Because I feel like the only way I'd feel safe with him being you know, noted as a catcher would be in a situation where you had three catchers on the team. I mean, I sure hope not. Um you know, roster <laughs> construction last year was awful. I don't want to see three catchers on this team. I don't want to see, you know, two of your, you know, your backup catcher and then one of your pinch hitters is Tom Murphy or a DH. I got more expectations for this Mariner club, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I don't want three catchers and four uh, second basemen that all hit, you know, below 225. That's what I, I don't want to see. Um, 
Tom Murphy. Man, when that when that stick is going, it's going, but he can't stay healthy. Um, but also other teams might be interested in him because he does hit and he can be a backup catcher. And uh, I would be very, very wary of signing him as my starting catcher. Does he have the skills if he was healthy all the time to maybe be a starting catcher on, on another major league team? For sure. But um, it'll be interesting to see what his market is out there. And that's what I think is really going to determine whether you see him back on a Mariners in a Mariners uniform. Yeah. I mean, he's a great backup catcher, you know, when he's hitting, but you, like you mentioned, it's all being healthy. I mean, the difference between him and Casali the year before or Torrens there, I mean, there's a big difference. I mean, I'm sure there was people calling uh, before he got hurt, you know, at the trade deadline to, uh, you know, for a backup yeah. catcher. That might have been the time. Yeah, yeah, that might have been the time to let go. I mean, even after 2019, but at, at that point, we didn't know what was going on. But look, you got Cal Raleigh, you got Harry Ford. If he doesn't get dealt, still there in the organization. I believe there's another guy that's almost like major league ready. His, his name is skipping, skipping uh, my brain right now. But as let me going back to going back to the how many games has he played? So, you know, he made or he cut his teeth with the Colorado Rockies before the Mariners got him. Played 11 games in 2015, 21 games in 2016, 12 games in 2017, 2018, played 37 games. I believe that was a lot of just him breaking into the majors right there. His, you know, breakout season seemed to be with the Mariners where he had 75 games played, missed all of and that was in 2019 missed all of 2020 because they had the injury in the shortened COVID season in 2021 97 games which is a a full season for uh you know a backup catcher and then 2022 14 games in 2023 47 games so that's how you get to 314 total games yeah i mean when he was here and he was healthy he uh like you mentioned, was a leader in the clubhouse. And, uh, I mean, we saw what he did uh, this last year. I mean, he was a good hitter for us from the right side. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I think I'm – I mean, I'm with you as far as, you know, the Mariners going in another direction, possibly not seeing him. But at the same time, I, I also – I don't put it past the Mariners – uh, bringing guys back. That seems like what they sort of do, whether it's uh, Terrence, whether it's Mike Ford, uh, some of these, you know, bargain guys that Jerry and Scott know, these, these, these spokes on the wheel type of guys, these taxi squad guys. Um, we see them come back. Uh, I guess right there, I'm putting him in a taxi squad thing uh, uh, level, which I don't, I think he's better than that, but yeah, the health just hasn't been there. I wonder if you drop the catching from that equation, if that changes anything for him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we had this scenario last year with Cooper Hummel coming in. Um, he was a catcher. Um, you know, we saw how that turned out. I mean, yeah, I mean, if he's going to compete for a spot with this guy that got traded from Arizona, sure. But I just can't see having – the whole trio on the major league roster. It makes no sense to me. No, it, I get it. I I could see why you don't want to do that. I think, like I said, I think DH, if you had some sort of platoon left and right, 
I'd have no problem with him being my right-handed platoon DH guy. I mean, just, I mean, the, a couple of these seasons here, you know, of course, once he gets going, he gets shut down, but he did for, in all fairness was hitting 298 home runs, 17 home runs with an OPS of 873, you know, 47 games. Can't deny that. But uh, yeah, you, you got you got to look at the back of the <laughs> the back of the baseball card, and yeah, the participation is just not there. Yeah, I mean, I just just thinking about Houston and Texas. I don't see them having a Tom Murphy DH on their team. I just would no. like to have someone better. Ladies and gentlemen, a very funny man. Please welcome from Seattle, Jay Buner. Here's one for you. Horse walks into a bar. Bartender says. Hey, why the long face? Here's one for you. Aren't you glad he decided to play right field for the Mariners instead? Seems like probably the story with the most tread on it uh, and enough smoke, um, enough staying power is the possibility of hometown boy Blake Snell um, becoming a Mariner, being on the 2024 roster. It's been talked about. It's been shot down. It's been thought about. Uh, we just had a huge sports weekend in Seattle with uh, the Huskies, the Apple Cup against Washington State. And you go back to Thursday, a game we want to forget. I know as Seahawks fan, I think the highlight of that day probably was Mike Tirico on the mic talking about Blake Snell as he waved the 12th man flag, explaining like he's a free agent and he wants to come back to Seattle. Like pretty much pervade him out of his out of Mike Tirico's mouth. Like I said, I on the the clips episode, I thought maybe there was a deal that was happening that was going to be quiet until the next day, or maybe that was the way that they were going to announce it. The way things happen now with social media and just, you know, grandioso, uh, you know, reveals, uh, but nothing happened over the weekend. Nothing happened at, at the time that we're recording. Also is that the Mariners big need right now um, doesn't feel like it, but like we're saying, if there were some trades being made, then yeah, you might have to, uh, look for you know or a placement like this and i i do feel like if you did not have the situation with robbie ray or even let's just throw marco gonzalez in there this wouldn't even be thought about but i think because we don't know what's going to happen with robbie ray i feel like it has a little bit more like smoke to it yeah i'm just in the point where it's nice to hear a major league player say he'd like to come to Seattle and play. You don't yeah. hear that ever. No. Um, ever. So uh, this is a unique situation that the Mariners uh, upper management are in. Um, yeah, it, you know, I mean, two-time Cy Young winner coming off of being a Cy Young winner has a history of injury. Uh, doesn't go too deep in games. Uh, mentioned Sonny Gray earlier, who just signed three years at $25 million a year. Um, would Snell give them a discount? Hard to say. I couldn't see probably his value being any less than that. It's got to be more than $25 million a year. What I mean, 
what are the Mariners paying Robbie Ray? Uh, 20 million a year, 20, 20 million, 25 million a year. He signed that. And that was kind of a team friendly deal. It's just, I just don't see the Mariners spending that kind of money. It's going to have to be a massive hometown discount. But on the other hand, he's played in world series pennant races and he's a gamer. Um, two times, you- two times by young winner at different points in his career. So he does have the signs to show that he knows how to adapt. Yeah. So, and he wants to be here. I mean, he definitely would improve this team. No doubt. I, it'd be interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. That's for sure. Robbie Ray is making 23 million this year. The last two years he made 21 million. Then the last two years after that, uh, or sorry, I'll say, say this again. Uh, Robbie Ray is going to be making 23 million on this year's contract. He uh, made 21 million the last two prior seasons. And then there is an opt out. I believe it's a player opt out. Or is it a Mariners opt? It's a Mariners opt out at 25 million. So essentially, Robbie Ray's contract could be coming off the books. Uh, so you only have three more years of possibly trading, more than likely one to two years of of paying Robbie Ray. So when I do look at that, I go, maybe, you know, because you're you are you're paying you're paying him essentially 23 million for half a season of games this year. Yeah, I just talked about Robbie Ray because his contract, you know, with making close to what Sonny Gray's making. Um and considered at the time when Robbie Ray signed that it was a team friendly deal. Um I mean no doubt if you were to sign um Snell you're better. But with the Mariners cutting back for 11 million with Gino, I don't know. I just Anything can happen, but I just don't see the Mariners spending that or giving. I mean, Snell, I don't know what he wants. I would assume he would want more than a two or three year deal. That's uh, what so I'm you're saying. Talking, you, I mean, you're having a you're having a Cy Young season right before you're 31. I mean, you gotta you gotta cash in. I'm sure that's what the agent's saying right there, right? You gotta yeah. cash in. Isn't he a Boris guy? You know, I I don't think so, but I'm not sure. You know, I guess reportedly, too, at the Huskies game when students were yelling at him, he was egging on the Mariners to come get him. Yeah, I mean, he's made it very evident that he would like to come back and pitch in his hometown. And that's what's so shocking is uh, he's a quality player. He's got the accolades to go behind him, and uh, he wants to be here. Um, And the Mariners usually don't get these type of guys that are flat out saying, sign me, I want to come here. I mean, he is DTF with the Mariners. That's pretty sure. I mean, that's yeah. pretty clear that Blake Snell is DTF with the Mariners. But are the Mariners DTF with Blake Snell? I can see this being made if if there is a trade of Miller or a trade of Wu. Because right now, looking at the Mariners' pitching staff, you're fine. As long as everybody's healthy, right? You're fine on paper. You got Castillo. You got Kirby. You got Gilbert. You got Wu. And you got Miller. That's before you even get into the conversation of, is Marco Gonzalez going to be back? Is um, 
what's Robbie Ray going to look like around the break? Uh, who, who else? We had a couple other guys. Um, what's, what's the, the, what's the big name? I already forgot his name, but he was the Hancock, you know, um, a lot of people go, the Mariners got an eight man rotation right now. So, I mean, there is room to make a trade. Uh, so I think if you do see this signing, you possibly might see it after a trade, but also at the same time, this is a Cy Young that, Hey man, the Mariners are not going to be the only person that's going to say, Hey, we're down. You know, the Mariners, I think if they sit around for too long, he's going to be gone. So it's, it's, I feel like if you are going to see Blake Snell in the Seattle Mariners uniform, you're going to see it in the next two weeks. Nice. Yeah. I, I hard to say. I mean, winter meetings are starting up. Like you said, yeah, might happen. As far as the pitchers, I can see those guys coming off the shelf a, a lot quicker this off season. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea, but you're probably right. But one more thing I do want to say about, you know, Blake Snell is if the Mariners were in the market to make a change to their pitching staff, I think it's going to come from the left-handed side of the bump. And that's what I, I would think would make the most sense. So when you're looking at available free agents, because I don't see the Mariners ever trading for another starting pitcher um, for this season, at least you are looking as far as free agents from the left-handed side, you're looking at, you're, you're looking at Ayun Jin Ryu. You're looking at Clayton Kershaw, Martin Perez, Eduardo Rodriguez, Julio Arias, which I think everybody's kind of going to stay away from him. Alex Wu, uh, Sean Manaya. Um, those, those are your left-handed guys. And then uh, the big maple, and then, and then you're going farther down there. So you got 43 year old uh, who's going to be 44 when baseball starts. Rich Hill. So those are probably your choices if if that's what you're going to do. And I feel like them get, getting another left hander because again we don't know what Robbie Ray is going to look like or what's going to happen with Marco Gonzalez. But a lot of these guys on this list too, after you get off those top handful of those guys you're like well marco gonzalez is as good or better than them when healthy so yeah i mean kershaw he's gonna go to either the dodgers or texas montgomery he's been leaked or um said that the yankees are back interested in him manaya yeah i mean we've seen him a lot but yeah i mean if you already got Marco, why go out and uh, get one of these guys who are, yeah, about the same level? That's why I see what you're saying about the left-handers and where Snell could make some sense. Um, but a lot of people had a lot of opinions. We're talking about Snell again on here. They went to our YouTube. And uh, let's see. We'll see what Hanno thinks of some of these uh, situations. Uh, this was the video that said signs point to Blake Snell joining the Seattle Mariners. What a clickbait title. I don't know who made that one up, um, but let's go to some of these comments. Uh, what's this first one says from Paul Kane, seven, 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 one, Jesus freaking Christ. Stop talking and get to the subject at hand. I like this guy. He's right. <laughs> uh, really noted. Hey, listen, uh, Paul Kane, seven, 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 one. I hope you 
took precedent of my 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 swift go <laughs> to the show today. And we got right into it. We did that for you. Uh, thanks for liking and subscribing. You know what? He talked some shit, but he didn't give us a thumbs down. So let's see. Um, let's see at uh, Wamat two five three eight. That's at Wamat two five three eight. He said, "You know that thing that makes perfect sense, but there's that one thing that gets in the way, and that one thing is called Jerry Depoto. It's not going to happen because it actually would make sense." Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, yeah, Jerry gets a lot of blame, but we don't know what, you know, dollar amount that he's working with. I mean, sure, he gets a lot of crap, but it's Stanton who's calling what, you know, what the what the budget is. But I, I you know, Jerry, it's Jerry's job to figure it out and make it work, too. So, but I agree with that. Uh, we also had on here jo at Joshua Patrick 682. That's at Joshua Patrick 682. He says, no lefty bat wants to go there. They built a park with the dimensions that one of the greatest left-handed hitters of his generation didn't want to play in despite his heroics making it possible. I think he's talking about Griffey. I think there's a lot of factors of why Griffey left. I know they want to blame it on the ballpark. I, I don't think Griffey was scared of any ballpark. So why was that written about Blake Snell? I don't know. Come on, okay. Josh. <laughs> okay. Another one. Another one goes at Sean Newell. At Sean Newell. Uh, Blake is 31. He's reached 180 innings two times in seven seasons. No more than 129 in any other season. He's often is hurt. No way I'm paying anything near 200 million for him. But if you can pay him a pay a free agent. It makes more sense to see it for Seattle to pay for pitching than hitting because most good hitters don't want to come here. Then trade Miller or Wu, each of which has six years of affordable team control for a bat. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. And Joshua Patrick chimed back in. He said, honestly, it makes sense for whatever reason. He seems like a Mariner. All right, he changed this. He's changed his mind, Anna. He has changed his he has changed his mind. Um, and then we also have let's let's do one more of these. At Alex Cantu, he says, I mean, that's cool and all that, but the Mariners are rich in pitching. They're missing bats. You're right, right? Yeah. Um, well, thanks for checking out that on YouTube. You can always we always want to hear these comments. You you know, hit us on Twitter, you can uh Instagram, Facebook. Sometimes we're checking that. Lots of the Mariners community groups. Uh, check us out there. Ask us questions. We'll get back to you. We're going to be much more interactive uh, this season. Thinking about some other things, Hanno. I know I've just gotten into it right now. Um, I'm making my Santa list. Um, let's um, let's say on the very next episode, we each bring our dear Santa lists and let each other uh, read them off. Uh, how about that for probably on the next episode? I, I kind of like that. Yeah. I got three right away. So yeah, sounds good. I could come up with a couple more. Can you give us one tease from your list? Um, let me think out of these three, which ones, uh, I guess I'll go with just a a projection. I, it'd be really nice if Jared Kelnick hit 260, 
with 25 home runs, 85 ribbies, and 23 stolen bases. And plays defense like he usually does. Yeah. I mean, I there, you go. Uh, there we go. Um, my number one, I'll just give you my thing. Nobody gets hurt. That's my, that's my number one. Uh, another thing I was looking at, but we didn't have time for, maybe we'll get into this. I know we've wanted to talk about this. Uh, I, was, I was looking up Mariners, or I was looking up, excuse me, MLB's one player on each team that they could see being traded. I believe it's one potential trade candidate from each team. And the Mariners have on here, I don't know if you saw this, first baseman Ty France. It says, France made his first all-star team in 2022, but in 2023, his numbers did not replicate that breakout season. Seattle was open to trading the first baseman prior to the deadline. And with two years of club control, France could be an interesting chip for the Mariners if they're looking to fill those holes on the roster. And why I bring that up mm. is I think there's uh, quite a bit of rumblings too about another possible first baseman coming to the Mariners and maybe a lower tiered uh, first baseman that might not be too bad of a replacement that who can also play third base. And we'll talk about it on the next episode. Isn't that something kind of, it's kind of your, your favorite, your favorite music group. CNC music factory said that things that make you go, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, it's good to be back. We got, I'm feeling better. Aren't you a little bit, just talking a little bit about it. I know it's just kind of just, been really hard to get going and i said on the last episode the first season that we started this is definitely like a star wars new hope last year was empire strikes back aka uh the major league strikes back everybody got better hoping this is the return of the jedi season for the mariners who young julio skywalker um you have no idea what i'm talking about do you no, I have no idea what Star Wars uh, episodes or something. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put down the Harry Potter books, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, no Harry Potter for me. No Star Wars. No, any of that kind of stuff. Just not interested. Just interested in what Jerry Depoto's doing. Not really. I mean, I last year was rough. Uh, it was a rough year for Mariners fans and me included. I mean, very frustrating. Well, it's a new year. It's going to be fresh. And speaking of New Year's, we're going to be down there. New Year's Day details to follow. What's going on at T-Mobile Park? Oh, they're playing some hockey. January 1st. Uh, we're going to be having the rye bread and mustard unofficial pub crawl. We're just going to give you our our times and our locations, but we'll have the mics down there. We'll be talking. That's going to be our next big thing, but look for us sometime in December when I'm up there, when I'm up there in town, we are definitely going to do a pop-up again at the Sloop Tavern. Want to give a shout out to them. Didn't really mention them too much in the last episode because we were doing the clips. Sloop Tavern, Ballard, uh, staple, great place to go. We'll be down there podcasting. And this time Hannah is going to show up. I'm going to make sure he gets down there. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. Uh, thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for commenting, checking out the YouTube and all of that good stuff. We're back in business here on Odyssey with the Rye Bread and Mustard of Mariners podcast. 
Here we go. It's time to wet the whistle, Hanno. Hanno, you know what time it is. Cheers.